0: Lord, help us today. Guide us and direct our steps in Jesus' name. Amen. We'll gather.
1: in somewhere where something happens, and then uh, when you get back together or go back to tell what happened, it it just, the two stories just don't match. (coughs) Or you've been with your spouse to a place, and when you come back and you tell the story of what happened, It seems like uh, maybe you were not together
0: there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Also with uh, memories from uh, from the communities. Sometimes my stories just don't match the other Mm family stories. And we were together at the same place. We were there together, but it's somehow, well, this morning I want to tell you a story that doesn't match. The story that we heard uh, last Wednesday, because what uh, Gabriel, the scripture that he read, there are some other scriptures that tell a different story, and it just seemed that those two people were not together. That somehow the one that wrote the first lines that gave <coughs> to us. It seems like the other fellow was not there. He was just looking at something else. Mm-hmm. And so he wrote what he saw, and the yeah. other one wrote what he saw, and the two of them, they don't seem to match, yet we need both stories. So okay. we got to know what kind of person was the one that appears in the first chapters that Gabe read but what kind of person appears in the chapters I'm going to read to you. And so let's go to Genesis uh, 11. He started on Genesis 12. (laughs) Genesis 11, the end. It says this is the genealogy of Terah Terah begot Abram Nahor and Haran Haran begot Lot And Haran died before his father Terah in his native land in Ur of the Chaldeans Then Abram and Nahor took wives The name of Abram's wife was Sarai the name of Nahor's wife Malkah daughter of Haran the father of Malkah and the father of Ishkar but, and here's the first line. But Sarah was barren. She had no child. And so the first inclination is that something is going to happen with, with this lady. And the first thing I would like to say is that God has a plan and that nothing is going to stop the plan. So when it... When it the verse says that she was buried, he's telling us that's a problem. Because his work needs a man child, a seed. And so I think it will, the first thing we'll have to see the we're buried. All of us. There's no way life can be producing us. There's no way. And so it's the first verse that he's telling us what's going to happen. And so it says, But Sarai was barren. She had no child. Terah took his son Abram and his grandson Lot, the son of Haran, and his daughter-in-law Sarai, his son Abram's wife, and they went out with them from Ur of the Chaldeans to go to the land of Canaan. And they came to Haran and dwelt there. Now other versions said they... Uh, They stopped there, they, um, they made that place uh, their home. So the days of Terah were 205 years and Terra died in Iran. So the first one that starts their journey tells us here was the father. Now it doesn't say anything else, but it, it appears that it was not just your idea. Or if it was his idea, God is above that idea because he's beginning the journey that he going to tell us in the next chapters. And so first, there's a lady that is buried. Second, there's a father that starts the journey, but then he stops. <coughs> and this is a warning to all of us, in a sense, because you can begin a journey You can stop, Uh settle down in a place. You could settle down here. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a nice place to settle down, isn't it? (coughs) Mm -hmm. They can just. This is it. Don't go any further. Mm -hmm. I hope he's not talking about the fathers, because this was the father. He's the one that starts the journey. Is it possible that our children will overcome us? In that sense, will go ahead of us? <coughs> There's an idea there also that he just... so Abraham, when he, Abraham when he goes, he goes because the father goes. doesn't tells us that he is he's the one deciding that. He says that Terah took his son. So he's the one doing it. But when he gets, but, but Abram goes along with it. So I assume that up, up to this moment, he hasn't been called. But he's already in the journey. Unknown to him, he's already in the journey. And so, I think I've said this before, but a lot of us, when we're called, we don't even know we're Mm called. And we're in the journey, and we don't even know we're in the journey. So that's great hope. that's good news. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I don't care how you feel or how I feel, sometimes we're in the journey and we don't know it. And so he's already going, the path is already there because he said they're going to Canaan, right? To the promised land. Seems like he doesn't know that. So then he said, and they came to Haran and dwelt there. So the days of Terah were two hundred and five years, and Terah died in Haran. I read somewhere people sometimes people you know do the math that uh, Terah was alive when. uh, I don't know, they counted the years and that Terah was alive when Abraham, Abraham is called and god But other verses said that, especially in Hebrew, Hebrews, that he died and then Abraham was called. So I don't know which one is right, but the fact is that he, he stayed there and he didn't go any further. Now the Lord had said to Abraham, get out of your country, from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation and he tells him what he's going to do. And of course, when you're reading this, you go back to the verse that said, Sarah was buried behind a child. Because the promise given here implies that he's going to have a child. But the nurse, the verse before that she tells us there's no way he can have a child, right? And so uh, that's strange that uh, we will be given a promise knowing that there's no way that promise can be fulfilled. So sometimes, don't you feel like that? There's a promise, but how am I going to fulfill that? How am I going to do that? Unless you think we okay. can. But the other day, when uh, Tim uh, got up to speak to us, he read chapter 4 of uh, Ephesians. Was it chapter 4? I believe so. And at the end of the chapter, he he said, well, do that. (laughs) Remember that? (coughs) And when he said that, I said, you can't do that. Read the whole chapter. You can't do that. And so he's called out to do something he cannot do because the verse before tells us there's a buried there, she's buried. you cannot do it. Yet the call goes out. It's just like God. He calls us to do something he knows we cannot do. He knows there's no way we can do it. But he hears the, the call and he said, he goes out. Now some of the verses said that uh, Uh, And you know this is quite a change. People have been talking about transition. According to the dictionary, it says transition, the process or a period of changing from one state or condition to another. Change, adjustment, shift, switch, leap, progress, metamorphosis. A change from one form or type to another, or the process by which this happens. A change or shift from one state, subject, place, to another. Adele and I just made a 4,000 mile transition. You know, the emotional transition in be mentioned. Right. It's more than 4,000 miles.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. I cannot see your heart, you cannot see mine. But you could could see that much more than 4,000 miles. Much more than that. Transition is not easy. So he was going to one place that he knew he was familiar with. They have settled there. Somebody made it. Counted the years and they were there for quite a few years. They probably had their homes, they probably were well settled, they were probably there, right? That's as far as they have gotten. And then the boys came, comes. It is hard to move from where you are very comfortable you know how to go about. You know what to do. Yeah. But what is coming is unknown. You just don't know. And so, even though his father had taken him that far, <coughs> but now the voice comes out and said, it's your turn. Now you go. And once again, uh, to all those that were born here, to all those that uh, were brought by your parents, to all those that in other communities or in other cities were born into this fellowship. Your parents can only take you so far. And we parents are fully aware of that. We can only take them so far from their own. They're on their own. From their own is their relationship. Hopefully they learn from our experience that in spite of our faults, in spite of the things that we did not accomplished, in spite of sometimes settled down in terror instead of going on, perhaps they seem like we are standing still. In spite of that, you still have to find your own way. You still have to find, what is this Jesus they're talking about? What is this God they're talking about? Why did they do what they did? And so, Abraham is there, settled, when the voice comes and he's a liberal of that. I think I've said this before here, but Brother Sam had a quote and and he said, uh, wherever you are, live there and give yourself 100% like if you were never going to leave that place but be ready to live next day. Yeah. Right.
0: Right.
1: And so what's required of us is to give ourselves 100% to wherever we are. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: you are there, Give yourself 100% but don't settle down. Don't get too comfortable. So I wonder if some of, that, of the things uh, we're going through in this community is because that prosperity and the place you have gotten to, and got has turned the thing. Because he doesn't want you to get comfortable. He doesn't want you to trust in, in how much you have achieved. After all, that's not what you came here, right? right. right? Somebody said that it was that the testing when you don't have anything is not as intense than when you're prosperous. Yeah. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and so he's there and the voice comes and he says, now is your turn. we used to sing a song a long time ago. Uh, about, about that and it sounded so good, you know, so nice that Abraham, Abraham listened to me and I'll tell you what, it's not that nice. There's a price to it. And so it says that's what a transition is. In Hebrews 11, uh, uh, in Hebrews 11, we have a different story. Now, while we read these things, remember all the scriptures that Gabriel read the other night because it's talking about same man. Yeah. Yeah. so what I want you to see is that while this man is with all those things God is seeing something else yeah. that should give us great hope yeah. you know when you're in the worst moments or when you see your brother in his worst moments don't see that because that's not what God is doing and remember all the things that, that Gabe read all the things that this fellow did some of those things you and I will think I'll never do that I'll never do that I will never prefer my own life than my wife's life and my children's life. I will never put them up there. Be careful what we say. But while we read these things, remember that's what that man was doing. Saving his own skin, telling lies, everything that we, we read Wednesday. But look what God says. By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he will receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. Oh, so this sounds great. Yeah. Remember Genesis 12, here he's telling us he didn't know where he was going. He knew where he was going because the father had brought him there, and then from there, he got the call to go out to Canaan. But here it tells us he did not know where he was going. So I assume then that the journey was not a physical journey. It was a spiritual journey, and in that sense, he just had no idea where he was going. So, I want to confirm what you already feel. When we were called, we have no idea where we were called. And right now, we have no idea where we're going. Right. And so, as long as we try to figure out this journey in physical terms, in national terms, we're going to err. Yeah. As long as we're trying to fix what we see with our national mind, we're not going to do it. And I'm sure that you were very excited when we were reading the scriptures where he says he is lying over there and he's putting his wife in danger. And guess what? The man that wrote this appears to that Fellow, and he says, You are a dead man. What a
0: God. I
1: mean, didn't he see him lying? (coughs) Didn't he see him saving his own skin? Did he know he didn't? Hasn't he seen you doing the same things? And I bet somebody is being spoken to saying, You're a dead man. Well, Abraham had no idea what God was doing. Yeah. <clears throat> Yet, he had been called. And so he comes and he tells him, you're a dead man. And as Gabriel read, he said, well, wait a minute, I didn't do anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was innocent, in a sense. But there was a death sentence on him for what he was about to do. Thank God for that. He's protecting us from from ourselves. Isn't that good? And so he said that he did not know where he was going. been here for a few years and say (coughs) just no what was going to happen. Nobody, nobody, nobody saw what was coming. Nobody saw what was going to happen with these communities. Nobody saw that some of them would disappear after a few years. Nobody knows what's going to happen to this community. That's not we, that's not our trust, that's not a problem. The one that called us knows what he's going to do. And that's a non stop nonstopping work. And so by faith you dwelt in the land of promise, as in a foreign country what it intends with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him or the same promise. And here, here it is what this fellow was doing. So in the midst of all his problems, there was something that was happening in him. So in the midst of my problems within that call, something is happening here and sometimes I might not even know. Yeah. Because it tells us here, he waited for the city
0: which has foundations whose builder and
1: maker, So throughout his journey, he's waiting for something else. And that waiting keeps him going. But you notice that as he keeps going, he keeps making mistakes. And some of them, like, like we read last Wednesday, twice. A terrible mistake. God didn't up in You know, because the, the the plan was not about Abraham. It was about God. Yeah. But also it was about us. So you read in Romans that when he said see he was talking about us. Yeah. Right. So the barren woman that is finally going to give birth is going to give birth to a seed in that son. And Romans tells us, we are part of the seed. And so the story was not about Abram. It was about God. And by being about God, it was about us. Right there. And he said he saw that. And then we read about Sarah. By faith Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed. She bore a child when she passed the age. And listen why. This is the same woman we read about in the other scriptures because she judged him faithful but promise. Yeah. And so that's all we got. We don't see anything. In the things that you and I are facing, there's no answer. There's nothing out there. The only thing we can see is faithful is the one that promise. Other this translation said that faithful is the man that can do it. Other uh, translations say that she was sure that what he promised, that the one that promised, was able to do what he promised. And once again, when when, when we err is when we, we, we think that what's happening can be fixed in a way I think it should be fixed. When he says that he is able to do, to fix a (coughs) problem, he's not talking about my solution.
0: Unfortunately.
1: Because I would want him to fix things that I think they should be
0: fixed.
1: And you and I have very good ideas about it. Change this, change that. Stop the brother, stop the sister. Do this, do the other. But when we trust that he's able to fix, we have to leave it up to him in whichever way he might do it. And so, she trusted. She knew. She judged him faithful to had promise. Therefore, were one man and him as good as dead, were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, as many as the sand which is by the seashore. And then these are verses that uh, they always, uh, Worry me a little bit, it said they all died in faith, not having received their promises, but having sent them afar a a off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confess that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. I wonder if some of the things we were promised, we might not see them. When Tim read the scripture, forgive me for this, but I thought we're so far away from that. I'm so far away from that. And then worse when he said, do it. I said, what do you mean, do it? Look, Look where I am. One of the things we read about transition (coughs) was a leap. That's quite a leap. 1968 in the the Olympic Games in Mexico City, uh, I went to see some of the things and and for the first time in the history of sports, this man in the long jump, he jumped I don't know how how many feet, it looked like he was flying. And that record stood for decades. Decades that, that record stood there. Well, because nobody has done it before. And nobody thought it could be a sheep, but it was. I saw it with my own eyes. And I, I can't remember the number of feet he jumped, but he jumped a long, long distance. But I tell you what, just me. Much bigger than that. Mm-hmm. It's eight point nine meters. How long is that? That's like 27 feet. One mm-hmm. feet. Mm-hmm. like that, yeah. Mark said twenty-nine. Yes. yes. Try that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah. I'll try this. <laughs> it's beyond beyond that. <coughs> you know that perhaps we won't see that. But we still do we still believe? Let's read it again. These all died in faith, not having received the promises. But have seen them afar off, were sure of them. Embrace them. Confess that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. I think it was during the family meeting that they spoke to us about the children and how grateful he is that the children are in a safe environment. And how he trusts those that are there with them. these folks were sure something they couldn't see. Something that somehow tells me they knew they were not going to see. Are we still willing to go on? Even though we sense that some of the things we were promised we might not see. That was the journey he was taking. At the end, he's going to be asked, like we read last Wednesday, to do something that if he if that would have happened, he would have lost the son that he had waited for so long. But we'll read in a minute the scripture that tells us that he knew that even if that happened, he knew that God was able to resurrect that boy. Yeah, Yeah. but that was the end of the journey, not the beginning. But it tells us here that some of these folks kept delivering even though they knew somehow that what they wanted to happen might not happen. and confess there were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Which is what Dan was saying. We're strangers, pilgrims on this earth. But uh, I confess that in faith because sometimes I feel very comfortable in this world. And I do wonder sometimes, what does it exactly mean to be stranger and pilgrim? Because if we come, if we become religious, there the meaning of this?
0: It's
1: not talking about religion. Always wonder why people were attracted to Jesus. But what did they see there? Why would a prostitute be attracted to him? In a pure mind? Why would the tax collectors, why would the sinners were attracted by him? Isn't that a challenge? When people would see us, they, instead of being attracted, they walk away because they judge us as malicious, Or maybe we have judged them. Or maybe our appearance our judges them in the wrong way. But in Jesus' case, even though they're full of sins, they come to him. They saw hope there. They saw saw acceptance there. They knew they could go there, there was safety there. Strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. And so once again, this is not a homeland. We're looking for a different homeland. And you could just that as uh, we pursuing a, something that is not real. You know, we, we are not the only ones that have declared that there's a possibility of a new man. But all those that have declared and tried to force by force to accomplish it. They discover that depravity in men was a lot stronger than their system. Corruption in men was a lot stronger than their system. Yet we have a mission that declares the same thing, but not based on human efforts, but based on a God that, it, that can change our hearts and be a new man, a new man in this earth, a different man, seeking a different homeland. And truly, if they had called to mind <coughs> a country which had come out, they would, have, they would have had opportunity to return, but now they desire better. That is a heavenly country, is that what we decide?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Is that what I decide?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called a God, for He has prepared a city for them. So there is a city there, and it's not at the end of this road, but it's a city that is there, and we have access to it. We can. We can go there uh, right now and live in a different place. Uh, Actually, uh, I think the problems that come up is calling us to live in a different city and to in that city solve the problems that need to be solved. And so they, they saw that and they said there was a city for them. And here is the verse I was telling you about. It said, By faith Abraham when he was tested offered up Isaac and he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son of whom it was said in Isaac you see it shall be called. And so the promise is asked to be offered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Sam said that Christ must be crucified. Remember that?
0: Yeah.
1: Tom took offense at that. I think what he was saying is that this new life that we have, this new life, this life still has to be up. Mm-hmm. Concluding that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from which he also received him in a figured sense. And so, he did that, now we go to Romans, in Romans 4. Remember what we read in this, that it's a, a different account. While well, these things have been written Have you also seen throughout the years, when we were all, let's say 20 years ago, somebody gets up, ministers, impresses you, somebody gets up and sings, somebody does that. (coughs) My name. Somebody over there doesn't do anything. That's not my name. 20 years go by and these stories are gone. Yeah. 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 And these stories still there. Yeah, right. Does that happen to you? Mm-hmm. How many saw Abraham and thought the same thing? How about Abimelech? You think he thought he was. But well, the worst thing over there is that God asked him to pray for him. Can you imagine that? I will never do I thing. Somebody that just air terribly and they say, now you pray for this fellow. <laughs> we will not do it because sometimes we're very natural. Yeah. That woman was there washing Jesus' feet, feet. And everybody else in the natural man, they were horrified. Yeah. Can you imagine that? I wonder if we judge something like that. What is he doing? Doesn't he know who that woman is? What's wrong with that fellow? There's nothing wrong with him. He knew exactly what was happening? There's a scripture there that he said that he knew man, so therefore he didn't believe in man. He didn't believe all the things they told him, but he did believe when he saw something. And he saw beyond that woman's actions, so beyond that woman's life, and he knew what was happening. And so, what this has writ- been written, Abraham doing all kinds of things over there. What then shall we say? that Abraham our father has found according to the flesh. Chapter four, Romans. For Abraham was justified by works. He has something to boast about, but not before God. But what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness, not to him who works. The wages are not counted as grace, but as debt. But to him who does not work, but believes on him, who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. And so he believed, and that's what, uh, uh, was what mainly, uh, Gabriel, uh, Gabe was telling us Wednesday, to believe. and Abraham believed. Uh, in the midst of all his doings. Well, anyway, I thought I'd tell you that, a different story, because there are two stories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are also two stories written about each one of us. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, mm-hmm because of of our whatever, I believe the first story better than the second story. Not just about about me, but also sometimes about you. And we must learn that there's another story being written. Story that only God knows. A story that God knows and he says deep in our hearts. So you see when he's lying, when he's pushing his wife up from there, there's something in his heart that God sees. God trusts in his work and he knows this fellow's mind. And that's why he appears to Abimelech. That's why he intervenes time after time on his behalf, because he knows that's his, and he is going to do something in him. He has chosen him to become father of faith. Abraham doesn't know that. Just as probably, we don't know that either, but we're chosen. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And we don't know exactly what's going to happen at the end, but we trust that he knows what he's doing, and we trust that at the end, it will be revealed what he was doing. And so let us not give up hope. If you're here, you got an advocate there. If you fall, you have the best lawyer there working for you. Yeah. So let us believe that the one that called us is able to finish the work. Yeah. And let us not dwell on the things that we see in us or in each other.
0: That was very good this morning. Appreciate the uh, the hope that can come with realizing that there's not too much
1: that we can do besides trust God. It's, it's kind of a hopeless place and and very much a hopeful place. That uh, we don't see answers sometimes the way we'd like to see them, but there is one that sees
0: and judges and knows knows the end from the beginning, and if we trust Him. He's got the answers. It's very good. All right.